I, I can't. I see that corn cob every time. Um, I think the question that we all have to ask ourselves. Also, Chris, I just think that you should just uh, put. I think about that corn cob every time. You should cut it in right before that, and remove all the rest of the context. I think it's much funnier to let our listeners wonder like that. Like, what the fuck were they talking about? <laughs> and obviously, you need to cut this wink, where I'm talking okay. about where you should cut. That okay. this needs to be completely gone for the podcast. No evidence. Okay. But definitely leaving the thing that I said about the corn cob and none of the context from before that. Okay. Perfect. All right. Now the real intro. What we the question we all need to ask ourselves this week, especially because it's we're technically a week late on this. Are we? Is are you ready for some football? Um. Hmm. I would describe myself as medium ready for some football. And I think that's kind of always the state that I'm in. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never jonesing for some football, but I'm never like get that pigskin shit out of here either. You know? Well, I Our feel like there was a period of your life where you probably were like, actually, please get that pigskin shit out of here. I don't know. I was never <laughs> one of these people who was like, haha, sports ball. I hate, Oh, I get the joke here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually, a- it's funny. You say that though. <laughs> I was never particularly religious. I was never like, I wonder what pork tastes like. But I feel like if you had offered to me at any point, well, maybe not pig skin, just because if you presented any food as skin, it doesn't sound as good. But clearly someone was not raised in the South, because if I hear that I'm going to eat the skin of a thing, I'm like, oh, shit, that's the best part. Well, here's where I'm headed now in my head. Uh are pig skin based foods like I guess that's like what pork rinds and shit are? Yeah. Are pork rinds and footballs the same substance? You know, I don't know enough about footballs to make a definitive statement on that. And if you fried up a football, could it? No, it's tanned. It's tanned like leather. It is tanned. I just, all I have to uh, uh, give, uh, give, provide in this conversation is I was searching because I was curious. I searched, how does a Jewish guy play in the NFL? Because I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> how would they Wait, touch the football? Do you, do you and think I do that not, there's a part I, of a football game where you eat the football? <laughs> I thought they couldn't touch it. I thought you couldn't touch oh, it. Oh, if you're like real religious? Nah. Yeah. I don't think I any know. I, I don't think any Orthodox Judea, Judaism practicers are going to be like, you know in what I want to be in? Okay, probably not, but I will say it gave me a new, really up there Wikipedia article that is just titled List of Jews in Sports. I mean... That's it. I'm just saying, like, this is a gigantic article, but the title is what really grabs me. Just... List of Jews in Sports? I think it's also that it's all short words. All one syllables, yeah. It helps a lot. But, I mean, you could pick a sport, and it's got them all. Like... Uh, what Jewish people have done surfing? I can't there's name. Three. There's three. I can't name people of any origin that have that are surfers. I can only like. Can anyone name? I a can surfer? name two surfers, three surfers. Well, I can't even name them. I can just reference them obliquely, which is the one guy who was on the patrol boat in the apocalypse now. The general who they ran into, who liked the one mm-hmm. guy who was on the patrol boat in Apocalypse Now, and then the one girl who got her arm bit off. Do you think there's like, because you know how there are a bunch of Wikipedia articles like this that are just like list of very specific 
subset of something. Like, for example, um, the one I always think of is List of Notable Monkeys. There's a Wikipedia article that's List of Notable Monkeys. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Do you think there's a permutation of this for everything? Like, is there a list of, like, uh, you know, like, list of Kazakh people in sports? Like, list of... Almost certainly. List of Jews in professional cook cooking? I don't know if that's a very long... I don't know if there's a lot of professional chefs overall. Like, well, I found one that I do not want to open. Oh, no. I just ser- I searched the list of on Wikipedia to see what, like, articles come up as, like, options on the autocomplete, and one is definitely list of ethnic slurs. I do not like that article. That's one of those ones where, like, it's weird because when you have to write a Wikipedia article, you have to write it as, like, weirdly clinical, but you just have to, like... Like, have you ever read the Wikipedia article for human? It's kind of... I love that one. Yeah, that's kind of unnerving. You might have been the person who told me to do that. One of my favorite Wikipedia articles slash controversies is the one about the range of the rat. The range of the rat? Yeah, specifically like where rats live, huh? Because there's this entire there's this statistic that the like Alberta government puts out specifically that like there's no rats in Alberta. We're constantly vigilant. So there's been like an huh. ongoing like argument over the years on this article as to whether or not Alberta should be included in the map of the of the range of the rat. Oh, and, because it technically is native there, but humans have eliminated them all. Or 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 claim the, to the argument is there's no there's no way that every single rat has been eliminated from Alberta. Right. There's because, like probably six or seven. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Um. They're like this is just gov- Albertan government propaganda. You can't just keep putting this here. <laughs> so this article, the monkey one. It's actually list of no- of individual monkeys, not list of notable monkeys. And on top of that, there's only about 20 monkeys on it, which makes me wonder how many monkeys did they need before this justified an article? Because like, here's one of them. Other, Fred, euthanized in March 2011. Fred had a reputation for stealing food anywhere he could, but when he turned too aggressive, he was caught and controversially euthanized. Doesn't say anything else about Fred. Oh, wait. He's got his own article. He's a baboon. This monkey's kind of cute, man. I feel like there are definitely more monkeys they could add to the list. It's Maybe. definitely possible. Name a name a monkey you, and I'll tell you if he's on the list that you would personally advocate for its membership. Well, you see, I don't. I you don't mean, know I, any IKEA I think monkey. There's more obviously. than twenty. Uh, Control F IKEA. Uh. Wait, why does it say... No, there's no Ikea monkey. No Ikea monkey. It's a damn um, shame. There's a, Well, is he real? Because there's a list of fictional monkeys. As well. Ikea monkey is real. It was the monkey oh, okay. that was yeah. like wandered that into an Ikea thing. wearing a coat. The list of fictional primates includes Winston from Overwatch. Here's a fun one. List of chemical element names which had controversy. Hmm. There's probably like seven... Americium. There's a monkey, a fictional monkey in a comic book that's described as this is this. This is the first few words an intelligent homosexual gorilla created by an evil brain in a jar. Hmm. Oh, is that uh, Monsieur Mala? That is his name, John. (laughs) What the fuck, John? I didn't know he was gay. Should we talk about what this? You just uh, said in, you just said intelligent brain in a jar, and I was like, "Oh, that's some DC shit." Yeah. Should we talk about 
what this show actually is. Also, technically, he's an ape. Um, this show is Dems the Facts. It's a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. And Monsieur Mala. I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. <laughs> I don't have any other fun Wikipedia articles. I'll hit random article twice. And if that's not fun, then we're moving on. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Monsieur Mala. I can't, I can't stop. I got North Sweden, and it's just a single sentence article that says North Sweden is a region in Sweden. You know, he's in- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's you what it is. Any country and draw a vertical line halfway through and make this. I love it. <laughs> this is the greatest article. It it answers the question. It answers the like, question. Can geometric shapes be divided into two halves? Look, I've linked you the article. I did a picture, and I've linked you the article, if you don't believe me. That's all it is. It's the single sentence. Well, it says it's a nuts one region. In well, okay. What's, What's a, a nuts, nuts one, one region? region Nomenclature of territorial units for statistics. Oh, I hate this. Okay, this is Ugh. bullshit. We could just do our show. Okay, let's do our show. In case you were ever wondering, guys, North Sweden. All right, anyway. It's nuts. John needed a nuts one region. <laughs> God. John, it's you. Yeah, I know it's me. Okay. In the 1910s and 20s in New York, it was considered taboo to wear a straw hat after September 15th and could lead to you getting beat up. Hat bashing was considered socially acceptable. Like any hat? Hat bashing in general? A straw, a straw that, hat. Specifically, specifically that uh, Specifically okay. a straw hat after September 1st, September 1st, and then September 15th. So what was the... Okay, so what was the significance of September 15th? Well, Did, like, a guy in a straw hat, like, murder five people? Nah, that's just when you were supposed to start wearing your felt hats again. Because this is the, the thing. Season. Oh, so this is like white after Labor Day. That's kind of where stuff. I was going. It's like white after Labor Day from a time where hats were more a part of people's outfits. Where did the white after Labor Day thing come from? I think I people just like to up. make things up. The don't wear white after Labor Day rule may have stemmed from practicality. Oh, prior to the advent of air conditioning, clothing choices were important. Huh, wearing white after Labor Day meant you may be someone who had the means to have a vacation at the end of summer. Well, what does that even mean? Wouldn't that mean you should wear white to look rich? Maybe it was considered a weird flex before that nomenclature would have existed, but. Oh, so wearing white was showing off? Okay. Maybe it was like a. Yeah. It'd be kind of like. Um, you guys at that one. This happened to us. You guys at that one party at Chad's old house, this is like six or seven years ago, where a guy showed up for no reason wearing like a green tie with like a fucking tie pin or like some kind of gem embedded in it. And I was like, who are you? Why would you do this? <laughs> that guy, maybe under this context, was wearing white after Labor Day, except that it's all the time. In this case, it was wearing a weird outfit to a college party. Well... You know, I will say, wearing a blazer and a t-shirt wasn't that weird of a thing to wear at Georgia Tech compared to the guy who did repeatedly show up to my creative writing class in a linen suit. Well, there was the there was Wizard Guy, too. Uh, okay, see, Wizard Guy is less of a flex than, like, you know what, I'm going to wear a linen oh, suit. Oh, that's fair. If we're going, okay, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Why do but I associate? Guy, I, I would argue Wizard Guy is just eccentric. It's just on a different end of the scale yeah, of eccentricity. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But then there's the people who are like, you know, I long for the lost days of masculinity when we all wore hats and suits all the time. And you know what? I'm going to wear a linen suit. And it's like, you're not more creative than the, the guy who wears the fedora. Guy in classroom built. Well, he, and the thing is, he had a fedora. Okay, in that addition. is, at least it's part of the ensemble of that. <laughs> because I think that the, 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 the real like reason why the whole fedora thing became so famously awful was that people would wear it with like their Zelda shirt yeah. and like it's very out of place. It's, 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 it's like, this was also a guy who was like, I'm going to wear a linen suit. Also you, you look like John Tron. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And I don't intend to also, that's an insult. Dude, and, that's an insult. Oh, I realized it was an insult. I realized also, it was an it's insult. a full, all he's doing is wearing a full body fedora. Yes. I did know some people that at Tech that did the thing where they would wear a fedora every day, but like the rest of their attire was just normal college kid, like t-shirt, jeans, fedora. Do you guys and remember just, the guy in Drama Tech who did that, who actually was really cool and likable, and it was just kind of embraced? That was awesome. No, because I wasn't in Drama Tech. I mean, yeah, I but could you think would of, encounter them every now and again. The, I can think of a few guys at Drama Tech who did similar things, and it was they were just, it was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now, the only thing I didn't like was Ripstick Kid. I didn't like that. Mm. Ripstick kid? He, he wrote his ripstick everywhere. I don't remember someone. Uh, what's a ripstick? The thing where it's the thing with the, it's, it's like the too, skateboard where the only way to propel it is you have to like do the hip motion thing. Yeah. It's like only two wheels. Ah, uh, ripstick it's like, sounds it's like, like the a vape. worst. It's the worst way to get around. Oh, absolutely. But it was like everywhere. I don't know. Uh, we had unicycle riders, and I think that could. That's different. Because that's, that's a talent. Well, that and like a rift stick basically requires you to thrash wildly. Oh, I Going just like through crowded stuff. areas. I would argue a unicycle is one of the mo- most. Uh, mo- the mode of personal transportation that has the least impact on other people because it takes up no more space than a person. I would agree. Well, a little depending it's all on vertical, how big the baby. Is. Depending on how it big takes the up, is. it takes up less space than a bike. Does take up less Probably. space than a bike, but also it's I guess more likely scooter, for you to fall off than a bike. I would say. I think. I think if you're at the point where you're riding a unicycle as your normal daily transportation, you have a, you have a almost no chance Man, of falling off. I don't even want to think about what it would be like to try and take a hill in a unicycle. I would. I watch people do it. Oh my god! I never thought about that. I mean, I've seen people do it, but I think I've also seen people just get off the unicycle at that point and walk up the hill. See the wild. I think I'd be more scared of going down a hill in a unicycle. Oh yeah, yeah, because because unicycles don't have brakes, right? I think logistically, yeah. Shit. I mean, could you pedal backward? I don't. Hmm. I. So, how, if you're riding a unicycle as your main mode of transportation, that's one thing. Yes. If you're doing it in college, that means ostensibly that you learned to ride a unicycle before age 18. And I wonder under what set of circumstances that becomes something that you do. Well, obviously, both of your parents were circus performers. Yes. Oh, so you're you're genetically And you were trained in the circus arts. And in fact, by going to a four-year undergraduate institution... You've really offended your parents. Yeah, you've actually... So, like, you're already doing it bad. So now, they're not talking to you anymore, and you've really just got to try and hold on to that one connection you've got. 
you actually had to run away to get to the college, and the only thing you could fit with you when you ran away was the clothes on your back and the unicycle underneath your feet. Right, dude, that is a movie right there. That's a that's a subtitle for a movie. The what? clothes on your back and the unicycle beneath your feet. That's oh like something God. Apple TV Plus is gonna pick up at Sundance <laughs> next year. Tim, Tim, Tim. I'm gonna I'm gonna email Tim Cook and email this just that line and be like, "You're welcome." I'm actually at the point of okay. I remember what the original fact was. See, that's the that's the most fun part is trying to reverse engineer. Because <laughs> this is about beating people up for wearing straw hats and clown wigs. John, if you had to do a one sentence thing that turned into an Apple TV show, what would it be? Oh shit! Um, right now, right now, you can't think. Right now, can't think. Just let the words flow, baby. Okay, cool. They reboot Mozart in the Jungle, which was canceled before its time at Prime TV. <laughs> Okay. That's it. That's that's it. It really fits Apple TV's like production style too. Like it's got the big name, Gael Garcia Bernal. It's got, it's got fucking, it's got a Coppola connection. Like, come on, that if, that literally, my instinct is just finish that story. It wasn't finished. <laughs> it wasn't finished. It was unfair to me. It was unfair to okay. Bethany and unfair to the other three people who watched it. Okay, that's and okay. you know what? You could, Gael Garcia Bernal won a Golden Globe for that fucking show. One might argue a it's, it's a result you... of once one might argue it's a result of campaigning, but like also he was fucking great in that show. God, uh, so like, should we get back to the story? Such hats. a good show set in New York City, <laughs> where you can. Well, I thought you said it was started with in the jungle. Are they going for concrete jungle kind of bit or no? No, no, Mozart in the jungle. So no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the jungle is concrete. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so what kind of straw Panama, hats were these? Panama hats. Are these like the straw hats I see on certain very successful anime protagonists? Or I, I would argue that it is pretty akin to that now that you mention it. Oh, so okay. it is that kind of like rounded style. It's not like a hat. It's not like a like think what, about like the stereotypical vaudeville performer with a straw hat and a cane. Oh, okay. So, like, the barbershop quartet hat. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. And you're saying that if they wore that after September 15th, because that was the day of... That was Reckoning. the day that... I don't know. Yeah. Some rowdy some rowdy youths might... I don't know. That was the day that the, the, the King James Version of the Bible said you can't wear straw hats anymore after that date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus. The What's the date where it wraps around, though? Like, January 1st, you mean? Well, they they use the Roman calendar in the Bible. So, well, in the New Testament, technically. So you think in, between January first and September fifteenth, you're good to wear a straw hat? Between actually, September that's a 15th. good question. What is the date where it's okay again, John? Yeah, I don't have that for you. I I'm guessing it, that's what I've always wondered about the no white, the white after, after Labor, Labor Day. Day. That's the thing that doesn't I assume even that resets January first, right? Because it's a new year, new me. Well, New rules. I, I imagine New white if I had to guess, it would probably restart with like the summer solstice. That's a very small amount of time that I can wear white or a straw hat. Now, granted, I don't own a straw hat. I don't. I own two hats. Period. No. Isn't Labor Day like? Well, no. I was gonna say reasonably close. To Sorry, I own three hats. Okay, so so what I'm reading about the whites is that it's from May after Memorial, <laughs> Memorial Day to Labor Day. Wait, so like... Sorry, I just love this. That's like <laughs> when I'm ten, reading about the whites. That's like ten, 
Well, okay, it's a little longer. I was going to say that's like 10 weeks, but it's really more like, okay, here's the thing. Dang. I have I so many white shoes. Connected because Labor Day, like this year, it's September. It was September 6th, right? I mean, they are connected. It has to do with summer more than anything else. It has to do with the summer ending, and that's why you shouldn't wear white because it makes you look prude or whatever. And they're, I guess they're saying that you shouldn't wear the straw hat because it's a fashion faux pas now or whatever. That if you wear it, you look like you're too rich or whatever. You don't look like you're one of the, the real people, the working man. I'm kind of into this. This feels like I, I initially kind of felt like this is bullshit, honestly, but I think now I'm like on the fence. I think I'm there. I can imagine like kids like taking random dudes' hats and like destroying them. Yeah, that's that's how that's how kids were in the twenties or whatever. That's the thing. What else is there to do in nineteen ten besides fuck up someone else's hat? Like what are you gonna do? Like it's it's hey, that man, re- buy my newspaper and I won't break your straw hat. Exactly. Like, Literally whatever. all there was to do in nineteen ten was read a book, good, Sell a newspaper. or destroy a hat, bad. Or good. Or it good, was soci- if it was the wrong John's kind saying of it was acceptable in society. That makes it good. Yeah, That's you, fucking wild. To what do you guys think? I, I think say this, true. I'll be, I'll be on this is real. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Destroy the hats. I'm going to read you a headline from September 16th, 1922. Wow, they only waited one day. One day they waited. Straw hat smashing orgy bears heads from Battery to Bronx. Stores do thriving business, but many youthful marauders are arrested and seven are spanked at station by irate parents. I love that. This is so from, I was right about the kids. This is from the New York Tribune. <laughs> so wait, can you read just the headline again? Well, that was the headline in the subhead. Oh, okay. So, what's just the headline? Straw hat smashing orgy bears heads from Battery to Bronx. Oh, man, that's so good. Why do they not make good headlines <laughs> they anymore? They just yeah. don't. They straight up don't. Is like, it that they no, don't, or is it that we're not no reading them in the transatlantic accent in our heads? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Straw hat smashing orgy bears heads from Battery to Bronx. Stores <laughs> Wait, there it is. thriving hey, business, but really? many youthful marauders are arrested and seven are spanked at station by irate parents. Wait, that was Dude, really honestly, good. Honestly, one of my favorite parts about Legend of Korra was the transatlantic thing. It was thing, so good. There. The transatlantic radio announcer. Oh, loved him. Oh God. Uh okay. Okay, straight up there was an actual riot in 1922. So it was like considered somewhat acceptable for youths to like steal hats and stomp on them. Originally it just used to be a thing among stockbrokers where if you showed up on Wall Street and you were still wearing your straw hat, another stockbroker might like steal it and stomp on. It. Wait. But then the youths the kids started doing it. Was there a period of time where it was normal then to show up to your fancy ass fucking Wall Street investor job in a straw Everybody hat? Wore Everybody, Everybody wore hats. Everybody wore hats. I think he's saying that during the summer they wore straw hats because it was more comfy. Yeah. But everybody wore a hat. That's true. Everybody yeah. wore a suit. Exactly. So hat bashing was only socially acceptable after September 15th, but there were multiple occasions leading up to the state where the police had to intervene and stop teenagers. And there was an actual riot that started on September 13th, 1922. So two days before. So they were eager. Because they were really I guess, eager. A group I guess this went away when people stopped caring about hats so much. A group of teenagers started this with some factory worker hats who were in the, in the area of, in Manhattan. And then they tried to do it with some dock workers. And the dock workers fought back. Apparently. I was about to say, you can't mess with the dock workers. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the 20s, those dudes are strong. The brawl soon stopped traffic on the Manhattan Bridge and was eventually broken up by police. But then, but then it started again in the night 
Like you can't mess with a dock worker in the twenties. They literally like drink it's like fucking trying while to kill working. Popeye. Okay, but then they a drink, bunch of teenagers started just grabbed sticks it, that night, occasionally with nails driven through the top, and looked for pedestrians <laughs> oh, who were wearing straw hats to beat to beat them up. Jeez, <laughs> kill somebody that way. That's like the Peaky Blinders thing. <laughs> Straight up, is like that. I was just saying, you can't mess with the dock workers in like the twenties. Like they, you know, they smoke on the job twenty four seven. They drink on the job twenty four seven. They like only handle things that are painted with lead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like if, if maybe, ro- maybe just them punching you would infuse enough lead into your blood, but you haven't <laughs> exactly. built up the tolerance like they, they have. Could, they could die if one of the ropes snaps because they've got so much tension they could just burst their chest open when they hit you. <laughs> It's like, a little known fact that dock workers in the 20s were much like poison dart frogs, that if you punched <laughs> them, you would immediately die from the contact lead poison. <laughs> okay, Who's so, next? Who's next? So I should do mine. But basically, this lasted for like eight days. The riot aspect? On and off. lasted for eight days? On and off. That's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I wish I could do something like that these days. Leading to many arrests and some injuries. And then in 1925, a guy got murdered for wearing a straw hat. Or 1924. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Did it? Did the person like get in trouble? I, it doesn't matter. We got to move on. Jesus Christ! Hey, don't wear the straw hat, fucko. See <laughs> you. Gonna hit you with a bat with a fucking nail through it. Like, what the, <laughs> God damn it! All right, I should don't do my effect, that, right? Gonna hit you out of the babe roof. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Make a home run out of your boda. <laughs> okay. All right, my effect is about. Science, but also about people in the art community we don't like, I think. Because my effect is about Vanta Black. Hey. Oh, this thing? Yeah. So my effect is about a study that was done by Washington University that put people in a room that was entirely painted Vanta Black and also was an anoic chamber. <sighs> With a single light in it, and s- went to see how long people would last, Jesus and no one lasted Christ. more than t- twenty-five minutes. And that's my entire fact. So um, I've heard that Nanakoic chambers, just without the fucking pitch black stuff going on, the time is like forty-five minutes, and that already makes me think this can be real. The question is, does the room being straight Vanta black cut twenty minutes? Because you know what I heard really fucks with you in the Nanakoic chamber. You I've been to in hear one. your tummy rumbling. I've been in one. It is very weird, and you can hear stuff like that. When did you go? What? My dad had connections at a place that had one to do like testing on like engineering parts or something like that. I can check you. So yeah, we went one time. It was pretty cool. They let me stand in it. How long did you last, or did you not really want? I, I didn't really try to last. I probably was in there for like five minutes. Okay. It was kind of fun. I like did all the things you do. I snapped. I listened for my heartbeat. I yelled really loud. What? So, oh, so it, there's stuff. just no echo. Like when you snap, it just goes like snap, and then I think saying no echo, it doesn't get across how weird it is. Because you can be in a room and there's no echo, but the sound but just like, like cuts off almost. Well, it just has no response anywhere except where it originates from. Exactly. Yeah. So the other thing they can do, they had in there, like you know, you could put like a phone and play something and then walk away from it, and it, that was probably the strangest thing. You wouldn't hear it anymore. Well, it's not that you wouldn't hear it. It just doesn't sound like what, what things it sound sounds. like when they originate from a place and they bounce off things and 
Because the, the acoustics are just unlike anything that you would ever. Yeah. That's kind of wild. Because the that is the thing with the Vanta Black stuff. I wonder how much like if you look at it in real life, how much like blacker the black is than a normal paint. Because I mean, it's very it it is extremely black. It looks two D no matter what the shape is. Is that the trick? Is that why? Because the light doesn't. I see. It, it absorbs almost all light, mm-hmm. so it it just looks black. It looks beyond black. It just looks like a void. So it basically, like you'd be sitting dark. in a void without any sound. Correct. Except whatever sound you make. They Ugh. did give them a single light. I wonder how long people would last without the light. Well, I guess it would just be dark in there, so you wouldn't yeah, see that, shit. The reason they gave the light is it they thought it would actually be harder, a better a better indicator of like how the Vantablack experience would mess with you because just standing in a dark room is like, not much different than closing your eyes. But the Vantablack thing is much different because you have to think about the fact that it's like a light source that at some distance the light just gets eaten away by yeah, nothing. Because that's what that's what the operating principle kind of is, is that the there's like a microstructure in it that makes it so that the light bounces around and gets absorbed and can't bounce out. It's yeah. it's pretty fucking weird. I would I would love to like honestly, I know you mentioned that, you know, a lot of people I don't know the full story, but a lot of people reasonably seem to hate the guy who tried to copyright the stuff. And, who like, did cop- successfully copyrighted the stuff successfully copyrighted the stuff and used it as a paint. I, uh, I so would love to have my hands a, on some. That's all I'm he saying. He copyrighted like a commercial version. So can I but get there it? Is a, there is a version that like the government has that's illegal to own. And that's what, unless you're like doing stuff and that's what this is. Um, so I just tried to Google buy Vantablack because I thought if I can buy even a tiny amount I, for an amount of so money Vant- I can afford. Vantablack is like the name they gave the one that's like paint that you can buy. The I don't know what the name is for the government one, but this is what I'm saying is actually true. There, There's like a version that the government uses that's like illegal to own. I didn't know because, about that. Because it, it actually blocks like certain types of radiation, including like radio waves and stuff. Wow. So they, they, use, it, they use it for stealth, like researching it for that. But this is this was like a study done with the government. There is a a paint black 3.0 that is like a, a yeah, publicly available band yeah. of black. Stuart Semple made that one, I think. Uh, I'm going to click buy now and see how much it costs. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. It's 23 bucks for a container that looks like not the size of like bigger than like your finger or whatever, like not like a tiny, tiny container. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my fact. The very bad room, the very the worst room. Like the, what if this is what hell is? You can't, <laughs> you just can't leave. Uh you could. What if you made this room right, but you tried to make it fun and appealing to stay in there? Would it still be too creepy? Like, put a DDR machine in there, you know. I don't know. I feel like something that's making a lot of noise and a lot of light is weirder. Because, like, again, it's like light gets eaten away, right? So, like, the point of origin for anything in that room, sound or visual, is, like, all it exists in is that point. Right. Which is very strange. Because there's no... Because normally some of what you're hearing is what is reflected back off, like, the wall of the room you're standing in, or even if you're outside, like, the ground, right? Right. I don't know. How do yeah, they handle like, the I ground in those things? 
I can't prove what I'm about to say, but I would assume that, like, think about being, like, an arcade even, right, where the lights are off. You, like, see, like, the aura glow around things. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in a Vantablack room, things would end at the origin of the light, so there would be no glow around, like, a DDR machine. It would just exist. <laughs> I like that you run with this example. Like, and then the edge, there would be nothing. I'm guessing, but I, that's kind of what I imagine, which is a very interesting concept. Put the Simpsons arcade game in a room that's just painted Vanta Black and is an anechoic chamber and see if people can beat it. Yeah, you know, because everybody knows the exact fucking arcade game I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm guessing that, like, any light that originates from a source that hits something in the room that's not the room lights it, but anywhere else that the light goes, it's gone. My only thing here is really, because, like, this is super believable to me, except for the fact that I wonder how difficult the engineering would be like to create this room, because like the question of does making the room, like painting it like that, fuck up the anechoic, a- anechoicity. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm really in on this. I'm, I'm anoicicity, anoic. Would it be the anoic coefficient? I don't know. Nah. Whatever. Hmm? Words. I'm inclined to believe Go. this. Is that both of you like saying their final answer is true? Maybe, yeah. Honestly, this is I, fucking sweet. I I think I think so because this isn't like this isn't like a sensory deprivation chamber, you know? Because you're still like under gravity, and you're still and you're very much hearing yourself, you know? I feel like this would be like the one time that I tried to look way too deep into my own eye, iris, and I was like, ooh, no, don't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I. I can't confirm this, and I mean this seriously. I'm not even being like, oh, that, I literally cannot confirm this, but I've heard that that is really weird to do on acid specifically. So if anyone out there is already considering doing actually don't do this, because apparently it freaks people out, but avoid doing this. Um, no, but I actually do believe this fact. This is false. I don't know. I just made it up. Really? Ooh. Yeah, I just made it up. Nicely done. There's a lot of places working on making some. Like MIT made one that's like even darker than Vanta Black technically, and the part I said about the government is also true. Uh, there's not a lot of specifics about theirs for obvious reasons, but the if you have like a true Vanta Black coded thing, it would technically be undetectable by some radar. But I don't think they know how to do it fully correctly yet and still make things functional. It'd be really of hard. Like what it is, yeah. But that is true. That's why you can't own like the government one because you could technically like paint Locker things in it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could technically like make a building painted in it, and I think be somewhat blocked from certain things. Anyway, mm-hmm. that part's interesting. But yeah, no one's ever done this. I think it'd be fun. I think they should do it. I would. Would you volunteer to go in the room? I mean, yeah, I guess they yeah, let you out whenever you want. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the one thing I did read about that was interesting is: Have you ever done the thing in a pool where? If you like lay down at the bottom of a pool and you look up, like the water that's directly above you, you can see out the pool, but the rest like reflects the bottom of the pool. I've never done that, but that's kind of wild. I have done that. It's pretty. There was. It's pretty fucking fun. So there were people talking about how like if you have true Vanta Black, since it's like the carbon tube thing, and true Vanta Black stuff repels water. If you filled a pool, or if you painted the bottom of a pool of Vanta Black and then filled it and then did that, instead of seeing the reflection of the bottom of the pool, you would just see like what we see when we look at the side of a water glass and you put your finger in it and you see like the small amount of water that like is the surface tension. 
you would like only see that, but as an entire like surface. Wow. That sounds. It makes, it makes me want to do that. Very so psychedelic, super, honestly. Like that's very. What I love about it. Yeah. Um, I do want to do a sensory. I want to do two things on very opposite ends of a spectrum. I want to go in a sensory deprivation chamber, and I want to go in one of those anger bashing rooms. Ooh, yeah. Just is there an anger stuff. bashing room? Rage rooms, yeah. Yeah, rage room. I wonder if there's one in Atlanta. I think it'd be fun. I I feel like there's there's times when that would have been helpful to me, but like when I don't need it, I don't want it. I don't have a lot of pent up rage. There's just some things that exist in the world that I think it'd be fun to break. <laughs> and I think you and too expensive to do it. Other, like it would be fun to break a CRT TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think it also you personally know the things that you would want to think about while destroying things. Like I've only seen Chris mad at something, even a tiny bit, like one time. And I can't, it was something to do with like telemarketing. It was literally like, Oh the, my God, I hate telemarketing. I think that's what it was. So I think like you would, you would find a way to be in that room thinking about like the worst telemarketer experience you've had, or you could destroy it's not about a phone. Rage. I just want to break some stuff that seems fun to break. Like uh, it'd be fun to break some fluorescent light tubes. And the only way oh, I'm get, yeah. oh, the yeah. only way I'm going to get that is either a rage room or I need to start training to be a professional wrestler now. Right. And by the Those time you would finish, options. you'd almost be aged out of it, maybe. That's like, not true. You pro like wrestling skews old. Really? Yeah, but you're a bit young to start, probably. A bit old to start? Yeah, a bit old to start that one. That oh, one. I that, think, that part's true. I think it I was takes just saying, 10 like, years. I think you'd be in your mid late 30s. I just didn't know if Gabe realized that, like, most professional wrestlers are like 30 and 40. Oh, no. I assume they were, like, about as old as you are now. No, most of them are older than me. Damn. That's, well, I guess to be fair, I don't, do you mean, like, wrestling, wrestling? Okay. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. I meant, like, WWE wrestling. <laughs> okay. I, because I, that was the question I was going to ask. All right. If I'm gonna afford to go to wrestling school, then we need to go to them's the ads. I am not a designer, but I definitely know how hard it is to find convenient software to do just about anything. The good thing is, for you designers out there, there's Canva Pro. It's a design software that makes design simple, convenient, and reliable. You can create what you need in no time, and it's jam-packed with time-saving tools that make anyone look like a professional designer. If you want to check it out, go to partner.canva.com ppn. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Cult Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. All right, here's one for you. This is just like, just some stupid shit. You know Moe's Southwest Grill, the chain? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no Mo. That stands for Musicians, Outlaws, and Entertainers. So, uh, this would lend some sense to the 
there was a campaign that they did when I was in high school. Because Moe's is like from around here, kind of. Like, it it got really pop. It they're and like, founded in Atlanta. Yeah, it and Willie's and Barbara really? are those three are those three are all like Georgia chains, specifically. Uh, the reason they were on my mind is I went there today. To be honest. Yeah, so they had a campaign when I was in high school that was you need to that it was basically trying to uh, take a picture of yourself looking like a dead rocker essentially. So dead <laughs> ring, yeah, dead <laughs> ringer for a dead rocker. I think it was what it was called. And then you would get, if you took a picture of yourself, like, as a lookalike for, like, one of these dead pe- dead people. Uh, like, I, I had a friend who was trying very hard to be Janis Joplin for it. Interesting. Then you would win, then you could get your picture put up at a Moe's, like, but, like, blown up and, like, styli- stylistically shot and stuff, like a poster. And then you'd get, like, free burritos for life. Now, so this is free burritos for Elvis impersonators. This is a charity es- drive. Essentially. Mm. Cause that, uh, is that a real thing, Elvis impersonators? Oh, it is one hundred percent a real thing. I think I'm afraid of all like my, them the way that some people would be of clowns. I I'm haven't ever sure seen my, one to confirm. My mother and stepfather in law, my mother in law and stepfather in law, got married by an Elvis impersonator. I'm pretty sure, or at the very least, just he do was an Elvis, Elvis voice, way. and he's like, you know, like I can't do a good Elvis voice, but while he's doing the ceremony, he leans into it. So you'll take this woman to have and hold. There you go. <laughs> there you go. This pretty I could never have managed that. Did you I promise not to be a hound Elvis? dog. Your mom met Elvis? Yeah, back in the day. Was he fat yet? No, it was like the heyday. Oh, wow, like young Elvis. Yeah. Ooh. You're telling me that there's, like, there's a known thing where Elvis slowly becomes fatter? Yes. Fat Elvis. I've never heard of this. There are multiple different levels of Elvis. Fat oh. Elvis being the final form. I think... Boy, maybe he was... Well, let me think for a second. When did he start getting fat? It's probably connected to... Do you know about the thing Elvis used to eat? The peanut that, butter the peanut butter and banana sandwiches, yes. Yeah, that can't be... It, it had something to do with it, we're pretty sure. There's a no, reason... No, I think that he the, was still fine. He was still fine, because she met him not... What was it? She was like eight. So it was like 1950, 1958, 1960. Oh, so, so he really in the heyday. Yet. Yeah, he wasn't quite fat yet. I I mean, there is the entire thing where Elvis did want Nixon to like appoint him a special investigator to fight communists. Yeah, that's what? true. That's an actual thing that happened. How how old did he live to be again? Was he a 27 guy? He, no, absolutely not. He died in 77. Oh. He died at age uh, 42. Yeah. Died in so he was young, but like he wasn't young, you know? Yeah. He was young to die, but not young to exist and be alive. His house is still apparently uh, somewhere. They got all these signs in front of it. Like, this is Elvis's house. He lived here. Like his, like, birth home or whatever. Um... God, that's musicians, outlaws, and entertainers. I yeah, I think I believe it. What are those three things? Like, where does outlaws come in? Because musicians outlaw is country. A sub- so that you think it's like guess. it's like a vibe? Yeah, it's a vibe. The outlaw is absolutely a vibe that like touring musicians were going for. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. 
I mean, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard. Yeah, around the, around, well, around long before the founding of this restaurant, but hmm. Chris, where you at? It's pensive. I could believe it, considering Chipotle stands for uh, Christ has imparted peace over the land, evangelize. So, I mean, like, how we... Wait, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, would, I need okay. to hear that one more time. Did you do that I off said, the dome? I said, like, Chipotle stands for Christ has imparted peace Jesus over the land, Christ. comma, evangelize, Jesus exclamation comma, comma, evangelize. If you actually look, there's a little pepper... Uh, after the uh, after the L, and that's the comma. It's on the bottom part, and then there's another pepper <laughs> after uh, that. Explanation. So, like, how weird is this compared to that, right? Like, <laughs> well, okay, uh, to what's answer the- your question, Gabe, about off the dome. I, in my head, when I started it, I felt like I was taking too long to come up with something. So, in my head, I had Christ has imparted, and then I just kind of went with it. Christ has. What was the P again? Peace, peace on the peace. on the land. Okay. Evangelize over the land. Over the, over land. the land. Evangelize. Evangelize. What's the actual company that's like this? Where it's like, um, oh no, you know what it is? You know, <laughs> according to you, is Moe's. No, no, no. There's a, there's another religious one. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tyga, the like musician, I guess, was like that stood for like thank your God always or something. <laughs> Pretty fucking sure. Yeah, a backronym oh. for thank you, God, always is what it's. Oh my god. Tyga acronym. No, it's a thank backronym. you, God, always. There it is. Yeah. Tyga. It's a backronym. It's an acronym form from an already existing word. Yeah, I just looked him up, dude. His name is so it's Michael like- Ray Nguyen Stevenson. That's the one. It's like the thing I love that 538 does. They make up all their things are backronyms and they're always fun. Like Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo, Draymond. Mm-hmm. All of oh, yeah, because so they do good. a lot hey, of sports. Hey, Chris, I've been meaning to ask yeah. you, how are you doing with Nate lately? It's been a little strange, hasn't it? It's been a little touch and go sometimes, been, y- you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Why? Has he been terrible lately, kind of? I don't it's know. Pretty, I haven't been paying attention to it him. It gets touch and go. I wish he'd stay in his lane. You know what I'm saying? His, That's the his, thing. His Twitter's a mess right now. It's kind I, of... I wish he'd stay in his lane. I, I like him when he does the numbers. That's the thing. That's the Not thing. when he purports to know more at... about stats, about medical stats than medical stats people. Yeah, yeah, I like when he does the numbers with the men who play with the balls. Yeah. Because, <laughs> see, no one loves or, the, or, or dies the people by that. that do the votes. That's everybody. That's the fear is that anybody who's allowed a little bit of acknowledgement will eventually have their head inflate like that one episode of Jimmy Neutron where Sheen wears the hat that makes him really smart and it makes his head really big and he starts getting telepathic powers. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. I know that, exactly the one you're talking about. That's so hey, you know fucking what? He's creepy. Good with, that haunts Nate, me. Nate's good with the cards too. So there's like three lanes he's got. I don't know why he needs the fourth. Is it, It's sports, politics, and I guess you're saying poker? Yeah, he's got those three on lock. <laughs> And that's that's three lanes. That's like owning one fifty-fifth of a bowling alley or something. That's like owning one half of a highway. One half of a highway. Or honestly, in some places I've seen one third of a highway. Mm-hmm. But that's true. Depends on where you're at. That's fair. <laughs> when I, man, y'all ever been to Texas? It's fucked up. Nope, never been. I, uh, I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how much I'm feeling like going now. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Wow, we're getting way too. Yeah, we haven't it. talked politics on here in a long time. Maybe it was for the better. Maybe. No, I, I mean, look, I don't know. I've never known how much we're supposed to. And that's the thing. The answer is however much we want. But it's none our, of us. It's know. our fucking podcast. It's our show. Okay, we're here. That's fair. <laughs> I, it, it all depends on how hot we want to serve the takes. I will say this. We should guess this fact. Yeah. Um. My instinct is true. I'm just feeling very gullible this episode, I guess. Hmm. False. All right. Final answers. Final, final answer. answers. This is true. Dang. <laughs> and, Dang, I got got this time. And here's the wild part. I looked up their Wikipedia article. It was literally because I ate there today. And uh, it mentions this. I clicked the source to check. It's a mental floss article that is so blatantly an ad for Moe's, dude. Nine things you might not know about Moe's Southwest Girl. One, uh, there is no Mo. The name originated as an acronym for musicians, outlaws, and entertainers, a meaning that's reflected in the music and music-related artwork at Moe's restaurants. In 2010, Moe's even held a contest to scout musician lookalikes, calling for anyone who's a dead ringer for a dead rocker, John, Shit, to be I got featured in portraits around the walls. Yeah, okay. That's good. Moe's, and, you gotta understand, when when Augusta got Moe's... I kind okay, now that you're like, talking about, I kind of remember that thing when I was younger. I just haven't been to a Moe's in so long. When Augusta got Moe's, people went fucking batshit for it. $5 Burrito Monday, the line was like around the fucking building you know do you remember <laughs> so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna state this fact this this experience that i had as though neither one of you was there because n- most listeners maybe will have been there but might not even remember this at some point in time i swear to god like my freshman year or second year of college there was because there was a mose near campus and they did a thing where when atlanta united what where is that mose on in tech square there's a Moe's and oh yeah, there is a Moe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah So they the were like doing a thing where they were like, all right, for what for every goal that Atlanta United scores in tonight's game, we're gonna do dollar off burritos. And Atlanta scored seven goals. Oh man. So the line was like around the block because the damn burrito, the burritos were like free. Oh man, I miss they, mini Walmart. Oh yeah. There was a there was like a Walmart the size of it was like a convenience a, store Walmart. It yes. was wasn't it the world's smallest Walmart? I think it was. Probably people called it Small Mart. I remember getting carded for cough syrup there. <laughs> yeah, there was an article about it. Walmart made retail history by opening the smallest store ever, next to Georgia Tech's campus. Man, rip! That was all. I love that Walmart. That was where yeah, Walmart that was where all our really friends in college liked. bought like bought like M and M's. Medicine and condoms. That was like that's why I, I'm glad. I'm my, glad you mentioned one of those three things because I didn't want to be the one to mention it. Yeah, I love M and M's. I would man. buy a toothbrush there. Mm-hmm. I bought toothbrushes there all the time. I probably did too. Not like, like all the time. I don't want you to think that I was getting like a new toothbrush every week. You brush like, real hard, huh? Well, what can I say? My dentist does say I brush too hard. That's fair. Mine too, man. And I'm like, do you want me to brush my fucking teeth or not? This is how I do it. You gotta em- <laughs> embrace the lazy brush style. It's been cultivated over many years. You gotta just flow with it. Uh, calligraphy <sighs> my teeth. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just, just think, do a, think about Tony Logan Hero, and you've got it. You want to go classic again? Do a a quick fact. Let's let's go classic. Close it out. I think let's go classic. I think I got Here's one. My, okay, I'll go first. Here's my quick fact. Uh, after Outcast sang "Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture," 
Uh, Polaroid had to release a statement that said, please do not actually shake them. It will damage the image. I already know. I'm pretty sure I remember this actually happening. Ah, well, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Also, everyone does that shit, and it doesn't fucking damage the image, so bullshit. It could damage the image. Okay. All right. Publix had, for a time, a very small Latin brand called Publix Sabor. That was like, the storefront was a Publix Sabor. (laughs) I think I remember this. Do See I, this, or am I just thinking about there being a Sparrow connected to a Publix, <laughs> <laughs> and my brain is not sure what it was? I don't have a I don't have a quick fact in my head, so I'm just gonna shit on Sparrow when we're done with this one. I believe this because Publix is a primarily Southern supermarket, and so there's proximity to Mexico. Um, I'm gonna say yes because I I think I remember this. Yeah, you probably do remember it. It's true. Okay, I mean, this seems like something that would have been in uh, Malden, South Carolina. So in Florida, in, it, I think it was mostly in Florida, actually. The uh, the actual yeah, like, yeah. independent storefronts, but yeah, okay. Publix is I think primarily it's like a Florida thing primarily. That oh, it is up right. The thing. So here's something that drives me nuts. Actually, is that there is a Florida there is a Florida based kombucha that you can get in Publix's on the coast of South Carolina. And that you can get in Publix's in Florida, but that you cannot get here. And it drives me nuts because it's the best kombucha I've had. Do you think the plural of Publix is Publicies? I know we're kind of nearing the end and we need to, but I think it might be. It might be Publicies. The one thing I was going to say, because you said you were going to rag on Sparrow. What I was going to say about Sparrow is there is no restaurant I trust least than a Sparrow that is not in a mall or an airport. Like when (laughs) when I see a Sparrow, like like on the side of a road, like a normal store, I have the same reaction I do when I see like a child without an adult. Near <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, exactly. How did you get here? Are you okay? How are you except, supporting yourself? Except the child, call someone. Except worse because the child isn't stale or burned. Right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay. Their pizza's so fucking rough. We're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Uh, there's a lot of other shows on there, such as uh, Sorted and Green Mountain Mysteries. And Pokemakers. Um, you should just head to pocketpodcastnetwork.com. Check them all out yeah, manually go there. yourself. Also, while you're there, go to on our section. You can submit facts for us to read uh, and maybe fool all of us, which yeah. is always fun for you and not for us. I guess it's fun for it's us. It's actually pretty fun. I, I, don't like, yeah. I don't like losing, so like whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't like getting got. I, I I'm pride. very good at getting got at this point. That, to be honest. And, and also... Submit more listener facts because we had to make up our own and it led me to think about Sparrow's. That That's some rough pizza, man. Please, it really is. Please don't make us ever have to talk about Sparrow again. Anyway, is it Sparrow or Sparrow? Sparrow. Sparrow? It's dog shit. What it actually is is our theme music. Okay, yeah, our theme music is Sabaro. No, it's uh, Never Far by James Hunter. You, oh, nope. It's all new weirdos now. So. It is all new weirdos. It's new weirdos all the way down. Yep, all, new weirdos all the way down, except for Supreme Mode Emperors, because that's not new weirdos. So go look that up too. But like I said, the intro outro music is Never Far by New Weirdos. You can find it anywhere you find music. Um, yeah, and like I said a minute ago, uh, submit facts for us on our section of the Pocket Podcast Network website. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. I think yeah. that's it. Well, it's important to note that you can go straight to our part of the website by typing in abolishunits.com. Oh, that's true. It's very important. We hate (laughs) units. Super important. Especially Chris. He really hates them. 
I really uh, hate units. Chris, Chris hates them. I don't. They're useful for. Cooking. Well, I don't hate myself, and I'm a unit. You know what I'm saying? Hey. But, hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until I next time. <laughs> I'm Gabe. I'm John. I'm Chris. Don't believe everything you hear. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to the pocket.